This is ARN. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Good to have you with us. It is Thursday, the fourth day of January 2024. This is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast dedicated to scripture, theology, history, current events, and whatever else I want to talk about. We webcast every Monday through Friday at 7.30 a.m. Mountain on Twitter, Facebook, and Rumble. And then the podcast is available for download wherever you find fine podcasts. Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. Head on over to ChristianPodcastCommunity.com. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. You are certain to find something worth listening to. I guarantee it. How you doing today? You having a good week so far? Here we are. We're we're just short of Friday. The week is flying along. The days are flying along. I talked about how quickly time is passing yesterday. In fact, I find myself reflecting on how quickly time passes more and more often. Um, on a reassuring note, I mentioned yesterday I couldn't find my pen. <laughs> I found my pen. Actually, Mrs. Squirrel found my pen. She's good about things like that. So I found my pen. It is back where it belongs to the left of my keyboard <laughs> where it wasn't <laughs> for most of the weekend. Um, and I know now what happened. It was actually it was under a pile of books here on the corner of the desk. Um, well, not, not actually under, but kind of tucked in under the edge of a book where you couldn't see it because I had had it in my pocket at church on Sunday. And when I got home, I took it out of my pocket and put it on my desk as I was walking down the hall without coming all the way into the room. And then as books piled up on the corner of the desk, as they seem to do every week, <laughs> um, it, uh, it, uh, got buried. And, uh, so I, uh, found it yesterday with the assistance of Mrs. Squirrel. So my pen is back where it belongs. And there was much rejoicing. Um, well, a lot of stuff happening in the news um, that we're going to get to on Monday Meandering. But uh, I didn't mention it yesterday, but of course, uh, late uh, on Tuesday, um, Claudine Gay of Harvard finally resigned. Um President of MIT is still standing for the moment. Um, but, of course, Liz McGill is out at Penn, and now Claudine Gay is out at Harvard after their horrible, horrible testimony regarding on-campus incidents of, of uh, anti-Semitism. Um, and and it, it took, I, I believe, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 allegations of plagiarism. before Claudine Gay resigned, and she's staying on faculty at Harvard, and she is retaining her $900,000 a year salary that she received as president of Harvard. So what consequences were there for her action? 
she lost a title and she lost some responsibilities. She didn't lose anything materially. Um, uh, it's just, it, it, it really does go to show the embarrassment that is higher education in this land of ours. Um, of course, Harvard began as a ministerial training facility. That, you know, it just, it's phenomenal when you think back on the, the storied past of these institutions and how far they have sunk into ungodliness and, and sunk away from, um, any kind of, of, uh, genuine adherence to the truth. And, uh, so, you know, here's the thing. They're going to they're gonna pick somebody else who's going to believe and do the same things that Claudine Gay believed and did. They're just going to try to find somebody with a little bit better academic credentials so that he or she cannot be uh, brought down by such a scandal. Or they'll do a lot better job of covering up such things in the future. But we'll talk about that more on Monday. Another thing that happened was uh, last night the uh, names of uh, many of the people associated with Jeffrey Epstein began to drop. So that's going to take a lot of this, thousands of pages. It's going to take uh, a long time for people to go through those. I'm not going to go through them personally. Um, I have a couple of news sources I trust to do a good job on stuff like that, so I will be looking at that as as the days go by. Um, really good take on the Claudine Gay thing. Um, if you listen to yesterday's early morning wire, they do a morning wire afternoon update, but listen to the yesterday morning's morning wire. Um, Megan Basham did a great profile of the Claudine Gay Harvard situation. Um, that I commend to you, worth your time. All right, what do we got coming up today? We have our scripture reading. We have prayers in the Book of Common Prayer. We have a reading from John MacArthur's Daily Readings from the Life of Christ. And it's Thursday, so it's Theology Thursday. We're going to be getting into back into the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith. It's been a few weeks because I uh, I had that cough and lost my voice, and then it was the week between Christmas and New Year's that we took off. So it's been a couple of weeks, but it actually works out well because the last time we had a Theology Thursday, we finished chapter 18. And so today we're going to be looking at chapter 19 of the Law of God. And today is going to be an overview as we read through that. So that's what's coming up on today's show. Oh, excuse me. Still have the cough. Um, it's much better than it was, but it's hanging in there. Still no signs of any kind of infection, but I understand this is going around, so it, it must be some sort of some sort of infection. Who knows? Probably another Chinese bioweapon. I better not say that too loud. All right. What do we got going on today? Well, I already did that. We are going to begin, as is our practice, with the Prayer of Confession from the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. Let us humbly, humbly confess our prayers 
to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins, and serve you with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and the comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our scripture reading today is going to be Genesis chapter 17 and Psalm 17. So we begin with Genesis chapter 17. Now it happened that when Abraham, when Abram, I, I do that often. It's Abram at this point. His name has not yet been changed. Now it happened that when Abram was 99 years old, Yahweh appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, so that I may confirm my covenant between me and you, and that I may multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God spoke to them, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. And no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations." And I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will go forth from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your seed after you. And I will give to you and to your seed after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said further to Abraham, Now, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your seed after you, throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, you, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations, one who is born in the house, or one who is bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your seed. A servant who is born in your house, or who is bought with money, shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male, who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abraham, 
As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her indeed. I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a son be born to a man one hundred years old? And will Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a son? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. But God said, No, but Sarah your wife will bear a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his seed after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this season next year. So he finished talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's household, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskins in the very same day as God had spoken with him. Now Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Ishmael his son was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the very same day Abraham was circumcised and Ishmael his son. Now all the men of his household who were born in the house or bought with money from a foreigner were circumcised with him. Now Psalm 17, excuse me, all right. Psalm 17. Hear a, righteous, uh, a prayer of David. Hear a righteous cause, O Yahweh. Give heed to my cry of lamentation. Give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. May my judgment come from your presence. May your eyes behold what is upright. You have tested my heart. You have visited me my night. You have tried me, and you find nothing. I have purposed that my mouth will not transgress. As for the deeds of men, by the word of your lips I have kept from the pa I have kept from the paths of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths; my footsteps have not stumbled. I have called upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me; hear my speech. Marvelously show your loving kindness, O Savior of those who take refuge in your right hand. From those who rise up against them, keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who devastate me, my deadly enemies who surround me, they have closed their unfeeling heart, with their mouth they speak proudly. They have now surrounded us in our steps, they set their eyes to cast us down to the ground. He is like a lion that is eager to tear, and as a young lion, lurking in hiding places." Arise, O Yahweh, confront him, bring him low. Protect my soul from the wicked with your sword, from the men with your hand, O Yahweh, from men of the world whose portion is in this life and whose belly you fill with your treasure. They are satisfied with children and leave their excess to their infants. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake. Oh, excuse me, the cough is being... Worse today than in the last several days. But that is why we have coffee. 
Well, that's one reason why we have coffee. I also have Ricola Swiss Alpine with herbs cough drops. Ricola are the very best of cough drops. And I'm going to use one now. Flavor, however, sadly, mm, the flavor doesn't blend with coffee very well, but that's the way it's going to be. All right, now it's time for our daily readings from The Life of Christ by John MacArthur. Today's, um, uh, today's devotional is entitled Wealth and Heart Attitudes. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness... How great is the darkness? Matthew six twenty-two and 23. Dr. MacArthur writes, Expanding on the previous three verses, Jesus uses the eye as an illustration of the heart. The lamp or lens of the body is the eye. That is how we receive light. The heart is the eye of the soul, and it is through our hearts that God's truth, love, peace, and every spiritual blessing comes to us. Words closely related to the word for clear include liberality and generosity. So the implication is that if our heart is generous, clear, our spiritual life will be flooded with spiritual understanding. However, if our eye is diseased or damaged, no light can enter, and our whole body will be full of darkness. If our hearts are burdened with material concerns, we'll become blind and insensitive to spiritual concerns. The eye is our window. When it's clear, light shines through, but when it's corrupt, it prevents light from entering. The eye that is bad is the heart that is selfishly indulgent. The person who is materialistic and greedy is spiritually blind because he has no way of recognizing true light. He thinks he has light when he doesn't. It's because his he is selfish. It's because he is self-deceived that Jesus says, "How great is the darkness!" This principle is both simple and sobering. The way we look at and use our money is a sure barometer of our spiritual condition. Ask yourself: Blind spots are certainly easy to develop in our hearts whether about money or any other aspect of belief and practice. How can you safeguard yourself from letting your personal blind spots become ingrained attitudes, poisoning your ability to see clearly what God wants to do in your life? All right. And now, time for Theology Thursday. Now, we're looking at chapter 19 of the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith. Today is just going to be an overview. I am going to read the chapter. Um, I believe it is seven paragraphs. And so we will look at it, and then next week we will begin looking at it paragraph by paragraph with the scriptural proofs. So, But today I'm simply going to read the chapter. Chapter 19 of the Law of God, Paragraph 1. God gave to Adam a law of universal obedience written in his heart, 
and a particular precept of not eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, by which he bound him in all his posterity to personal, entire, exact, and perpetual obedience, promised life upon the fulfilling and threatened death upon the breach of it, and endued him with power and ability to keep it. Paragraph 2. The same law that was first written in the heart of man continued to be a perfect rule of righteousness after the fall, and was delivered by God upon Mount Sinai in Ten Commandments, and written in two tablets, the first four containing our duty towards God, and the other six our duty to man. Paragraph 3. Besides this law, commonly called moral, God was pleased to give to the people of Israel ceremonial laws, containing several typical ordinances, partly of worship, preconfiguring Christ, his graces, actions, sufferings, and benefits, partly holding forth diverse instructions of moral duties, all which ceremonial laws being appointed only to the time of Reformation are, by Jesus Christ, the true Messiah and only lawgiver, who was furnished with power from the Father for that end, abrogated and taken away. Paragraph 4. To them also he gave sundry judicial laws, which expired altogether with the state of that people, not obliging any now by virtue of that institution, their general equity only being of moral use. Paragraph 5. The moral law does forever bind all, as well justified persons as others, to the obedience thereof, and that not only in regard of the matter contained in it, but also in respect of the authority of God, the Creator, who gave it. Neither does Christ in the gospel any way dissolve, but much strengthen this obligation. Paragraph 6. Although true believers are not under the law as a covenant of works, to be thereby justified or condemned, yet it is of great use to them as well as to others, in that as a rule of law, life, informing them of the will of God and their duty, it directs and binds them to walk accordingly, discovering also the sinful pollutions of their natures, hearts, and lives, so as examining themselves thereby, they may come to further conviction of humiliation for and hatred against sin, together with a clearer sight of the need they have of Christ and the perfection of his obedience. It is likewise of use to the regenerate to restrain their corruptions, in that it forbids sin and the threatenings of it serve to show what even their sins deserve, and what afflictions in this life they may expect for them. Although freed from the curse and unallayed rigor thereof, the promises of it likewise show them God's approbation of obedience and what blessings they may expect upon the performance thereof, though not as due to them by the law as a covenant of works, so as man's doing good and refraining from evil, because the law encourages to the one and deters from the other, is no evidence of his being under the law and not under grace. Paragraph 7. Neither are the aforementioned uses of the law contrary to the grace of the gospel, but do sweetly comply with it, the Spirit of Christ subduing and enabling the will of man to do that freely and cheerfully 
which the will of God revealed in the law requires to be done. Oh, there's a lot to unpack in this chapter, and I'm looking forward to starting to dig in it with you next week. Um, have a chance this week, read and meditate on it. Think about what it says. And like I said, we'll start unpacking it next week. This is an important chapter. And uh, there are, uh, there's a, a lot of disagreement about the use of the law in the life of the, of the Christian. And uh, we will discuss that beginning next week in a great deal of detail. And like I said, I'm looking forward to unpacking that with you because there's a lot there. All right, let us now recite our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the colic for the first Sunday of Christmas. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, kindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And the colic for guidance. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And the colic for the unrepentant. Merciful God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that they should turn to you and live. And through your only Son, you have revealed yourself as the God who pardons iniquity. Have mercy on the unrepentant and those who do not believe. Awaken in them by your word and Holy Spirit a deep sense of their sinfulness and peril. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart, and contempt of your word. Grant them to know and feel that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which they must be saved, but only the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so bring them home and number them among your children, that they may be yours forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. All right, folks, slightly shorter squirrel chatter today. Um, I've got a busy day ahead, and uh, with the, the way the uh, Theology Thursday breaks down, usually the overview when I just read through the chapter, I don't make a lot of comments, um, and I didn't today. So these tend to be shorter episodes. And uh, like I said, I've got some stuff i got to get done today, so getting a little early start on that is not going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt you either. But have a fantastic day. Remember, do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless.
Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.